Hi class, this is your instructor, Skylar Huff, and welcome to an edition of Bio 104 Online. So here we are in chapter 39. This is animal structure and function. So here we are beginning with anatomy and physiology. So of course anatomy is organism structure as well as having physiology, which is body function. I'll begin with levels of organization. First things first, you must have that cellular level. From the cellular level, those cells that are similar having a similar function come together to make up tissues. Then thereafter, tissues come together to make up organs, such as the integument being an organ, and then thereafter being the organ system, being the integumentary system, and finally the organismal level. And that relates directly into those 11 body systems. And I would hope you know those, but if not, please make sure you do review those. Next, I want to get up to the tissue and formally define it. So a tissue is made up of similar cells that carry out specific functions. In the body, there exists only four basic tissue types. They are as follows, epithelial tissue, connective tissue, muscle tissue, and nerve tissue. Those will be explained further in that very same order. So those tissues are classified based upon their structure and origin. So let's begin with epithelium. So epithelium is known as tightly fitted cells that form a continuous sheet or layer of cells, kind of like a sheet of paper would be. So with that being stated, don't forget to look at table 39.1, and that could help you to see what I'm referring to. So other things made up of these epithelial cells would be glands. So a gland is made up of one or more epithelial cell, and then it secretes or produces a product. So with that being stated, let's get down into different types of glands quite briefly. So there could be an endocrine gland that lacks ducts, such as hormones releasing into the interstitial fluid or the blood, and then an exocrine gland, which typically has ducts, such as your sweat glands, and they release their product onto the external, or at least the free body surface. Now, getting into the next form, and this next form class will be connective tissue. So connective tissues, the main thing here is they support other body structures. So it's relatively few cells that you'll find here with connective tissue. And almost every organ in the body is supported by connective tissue. So it consists of cells within a thread-like matrix. And you'll hear the word matrix mentioned a lot. So the three main fibers that make up connective tissue are collagen, elastic, and reticular. And the most abundant of this will be collagen because it's a protein mass. And most of us, which are mammals, have it throughout the body. Thereafter is elastic, which is their tuber stretch, allowing those organs of the body to return to their normal or at least their original size. And then finally is reticular. The reticular fiber, it's here and it just joins connective tissue to neighboring tissues. So getting down more specifically with connective tissue is going to be loose connective tissue. And I call it loose connective tissue and with it is also going to be found called adipose. So with this loose connective tissue is also going to be where you find your nerves, your blood vessels, and muscles, which are wrapped within. And then, of course, dense connective tissue is found in the dermis, which, of course, helps to make up your tendons. And then, of course, the tendons are connecting muscle to bone, whereas your ligaments are connecting bone to bone. Next, I get down to cartilage. 
So with cartilage, the main thing I'll say about cartilage is that cartilage has cells, and those cartilage cells are called chondrocytes. So the cartilage cells, which are chondrocytes, they lie in lacunae, L-A-C-U-N-A-E. So if you get nothing else about cartilage, make sure you remember that cartilage cells, which lie in lacunae, is avascular. So cartilage has no vascular system. There is no blood in your cartilage. If you tear cartilage, you won't bleed. The very same way is there is no nerves, so it's not innervated by anything. So in the event that you had some cartilage tear, that cartilage tear that you had did not hurt. In fact, it was the overlying tissues, that epithelium that caused the pain, or even the muscle that is around. Next, I get on to bone. So bone cells are called osteocytes, and they too, as in cartilage with chondrocytes, lie in lacunae. So bone, in opposed to cartilage, is highly, highly vascular. Such as if you ever cut up chicken like I cut up chicken sometimes, when you cut through it, you will see that red within. That's that bone marrow. So it's highly vascular with nerves. So what you will see in lab this week will be compact bone. So compact bone is here, and it's, of course, surrounded by spongy bone, within has the marrow, the marrow cavity. We'll also look at the osteon, which is that system of osteocytes that there are around with layers of lamellae going around the Havergian canal, and that is within where you do indeed find those nerves. The next type of connective tissue is going to be blood and lymph. Yes, blood is a type of tissue, and the specific type is connective tissue. So blood and lymph is just within this specialized intracellular substance. So it's made up of lots of things. That being stated, within the blood are, of course, RBCs, which are red blood cells, the WBCs, the white blood cells, including platelets within the plasma, which is the liquid part of blood. So as I continue on, we get down to muscle tissue. So it is only here to contract. So it states specialized to contract. So we have those long cylindrical shaped cells like a cylinder, and then with that I have each muscle fiber contains many thin parallel contractile units, and those many, many, many thin parallel contractile units are called myofibrils. Myofibrils. So there are two proteins within muscle. They're called actin and myosin, and they are there playing that key role in muscle contraction, allowing it to slide. So the types of muscles, muscles that exist are skeletal muscle, cardiac muscle and smooth muscle. So skeletal muscle, we have those large muscles that are attached to bones. Hello, the skeleton, hence they're called skeletal muscles. And then they're very, very long and they have many nuclei. I repeat, there are many nuclei that are there and skeletal muscle is voluntary. Voluntary and striated. So since it's voluntary, that means you control it. So you could get up right now and walk away as you listen to this podcast. So each of these. Getting to the next is the cardiac muscle. So cardiac muscle, of course, is there for heart tissue, and it is strided, just like skeletal muscle. And the thing that's different here, it is branched. So it has branched, complex networks with intercalated discs. And those intercalated discs, which are located at junctions, those junctions are where those fibers join. And that will be that line of demarcation for you to say, is this skeletal muscle or is this cardiac muscle? because it's branched and has intercalated discs. And this, of course, is involuntary. You are not in control of such. Next is smooth muscle. 
So smooth muscle will be in the walls of your digestive tract and the uterus of women, and of course in each and every one of our blood vessels and many other organs. So smooth muscle is here to move food through the digestive tract, and of course it controls your blood pressure by increasing or decreasing it. It too, class, is involuntary. And our fourth and final type of tissue is going to be nerve tissue. So it controls those muscles and glands. So nerve tissue consists of neurons and glial cells. So to put it this way, the neuron is what receives and transmits signals. The neurons receive and transmit signals, whereas glial cells are there to support and nourish neurons. And they also have a role in destroying pathogens. Finally, the neuron is the actual nerve cell, and it has a cell body, which contains a nucleus. It has dendrites along the outside, such as, they look similar to tree branch, branches, I would say. They receive the signals, and then they transmit them to the long, long, long body, and then into the axon. So you go from dendrites into the cell body with the nucleus, and then along the axon hillock to the actual long axon, which transmits nerve impulses away from that cell body. And then finally, just know that the neuron is here to communicate. And of course, they communicate at junctions called the synapse. That's between that presynaptic neuron and the postsynaptic neuron. That's that space between the two. And finally, a nerve. We have many neurons, and they are bound by connective tissues. Thank you for listening, class. This is part one of two for chapter 39.